Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this episode of The Daily Optimist. It is Tuesday, the 19th of January. It is a day closer to the inauguration of our new president, Joe Biden. It is a day closer to some uh, getting a vaccine. Some have gotten their second vaccine dose. Some still waiting for first. Some not interested. Um, I do hope whatever choice you are making for the vaccine, you are doing it after um, you know deep consideration and um, really looking at uh, what the science has been saying about it. I hope that as we're gearing up for the inauguration, people are staying safe. I hope that you are uh, looking for a brighter tomorrow and a brighter next day after that. And I hope that uh, we are finding ways to um, no longer be mis- and disinformed. I'll talk more about that in a minute. But uh, that is a big thing that has dropped off. Again, I'll talk more about that in just a moment. I want you to know that yesterday I'm okay day. I hope you were able to learn something new about him or just dive a little bit deeper into your knowledge of who he was and what he stood for. And uh, that goes to many different aspects of what he stood for, not just racial uh, justice. I want you to really know how he felt about capitalism and things of that nature as well. So it may be new information to some of you. It may be just rehashing old information that you already knew. I hope you took a deeper dive into it. Anyway, that's enough for that. Thank you for joining me for this new episode. Uh, There's a lot happening in this world, and we are making it uh, another day. I certainly hope it finds you well, and I hope that you find a way through it, help out some new people to get through it, and uh, just continue in a positive way. All right. Let's get to our stories. Thank you for joining me. My name is Elijah Manning, and you are listening to The Daily Optimist. So, as you know, the world is still in a bit of turmoil based off of the pandemic that's happening. There are also the Uh, Issues politically happening in Uganda and Thailand, where in Thailand there is uh, there have been protests going on to try to get the democracy back after the 2014 coup they had, which kind of led to a monarchy. I don't know enough details about that, so I don't want to get into it. But I do know that they are uh, arresting people under this law that was, uh, I think, built in after 2014. I could be mis. misquoting that and it is about um if people are found to be speaking badly about the monarchy it could be 15 years in jail for every offense and i there was an arrest of a of a lady uh several years ago and it's just sentencing got called out and it was going to be originally sentencing for 87 years but because the lady admitted to posting these things about the monarchy they cut that in half, so she got 43 years. She's uh, 65, I believe, is her age. So that is um, 
a terrible thing. And like I said, I don't know enough about the situation happening in Thailand. That's my fault. I should do more reading onto it. But it's been um, a pretty uh, occupied week for me mentally with what's happening here in America. So I will uh, dig into that one a little bit more. And if, if not for you, just for my own edification, because I, I like to try to stay informed as much as possible. Um, and I do know that in um, in Africa, I believe it's Uganda, they're having issues as well with the, the president um, not wanting to have a free and fair election. And there was a, a tweet over the weekend about a um, somebody who works for that government was being not allowed to see a member of the U.S. ambassador because the government was basically locking the ambassador out to talk to the uh, Ugandan official. So there is some trouble happening there as well. All right. Um, also in the U.S., I'm going to talk to you about what's happening on Inauguration Day, what's happening with um, um, the the fallout from the insurrection or the coup attempt, if you will. So there have been multiple people arrested and arrests continue happening. There is even the arrest of a young lady who uh, stole, possibly allegedly stole, Nancy Pelosi's uh, laptop and was looking to sell it to Russian intelligence, basically. Uh, so she was basically trying to say that you know, she's going to work with a Russian spy to sell them information on the U.S. So there is another story of a man who threatened his family if they uh, told on him for being at the insurrection. He was going to kill them, basically. Um, and he went into hiding for a little bit. There's also reports that the National Guard is being vetted. And uh, there's no... Um, full details but they have taken two national guard members out just today because uh well at the time of recording i don't have additional details but they have been tied to far right uh groups far right extremist groups so they have been taken out of national guard duty they're continuing to look into that um misinformation has uh about the election fraud has allegedly, it looks like, plunged 73% after the suspension of President Trump uh, off of uh, social media and from you know his key allies. This is research from Zignal Labs. So I, I want to, I talk constantly about misinformation and disinformation and how it spreads and conspiracy theories grow and people find themselves down a rabbit hole. Um, it plunged 73%. Think about how gigantic that is. And this was because of the suspension of President Trump and key allies last week. 73%. That means that it shows you how much misinformation uh, the president, soon to be former president, was actually spewing on uh, online. That is pretty, pretty significant, and it's pretty disgusting, if you ask me. Um, that is... Wow. I just couldn't believe that number when I first saw it. Um, so, the, the big thing I want to talk about is uh, Ken Burns 
he if you're not familiar with Ken Burns, he's a documentarian, he's a uh, um, historian, he's a filmmaker. He spent uh, basically his, his career documenting American history. And he used to say there were three major crises in the nation's past. The Civil War, number one, the Depression, number two, and World War Two. And now he says the unprecedented storm of 2020 is actually... Uh, the fourth great crisis and perhaps the worst one yet because as he put it we are beset by three viruses are we not COVID-19 is a virus he says but also a 402 year old virus of white supremacy and racial injustice something that he and I agree on and have uh, agreed on and I'm pretty sure you've heard me agree on that and then what I just talked about We've got an age-old human virus of misinformation, of paranoia, of conspiracies. And now that that's dropped 73%, there's a great chance we may be able to heal again and learn again. All right, so he has uh, no plans of making a documentary about Trump's years, um, but he says the, the history can help us navigate the years ahead. So he brings up, um, you know, the the assault on or the uh, insurrection by the at the Capitol, and how you know if we study that, how we can learn to change. He also talked about, um, you know, James Baldwin, and how James Baldwin looked at the Statue of Liberty as a bitter joke to Black Americans. Uh, because it has a back, it's back turned to America, but it's welcoming others out, uh, welcoming others to the country. It's an interesting concept um, about FDR and how he feels like FDR and Joe Biden are similar in the way of, of them hoping to bring our country to a greater uh, moment where we can set up to last for uh, 10,000 years. <clears throat> Excuse me. There's a historian, Barbara J. Fields, statement from 30 years ago that the Civil War is ongoing. And he talks about that, the fragility of endurance of American institutions. Um, but then he talks about reasons for optimism, which is what I do daily. I talk about reasons for optimism. So him and I agree on that as well. You know, we have reasons for optimism in the terms of what I just said, the 73% of the misinformation is is gone now hopefully that number continues to increase hopefully places like fox news are held uh accountable and i'm going to quick give you a quick fox news story so fox news in 2016 they ran with a story that a former person who uh worked with hillary clinton he was killed and you know fox news ran with the story that he was killed because he had information about hillary clinton's emails and it was a whole conspiracy theory and they ran with that and published it and they've been in court fighting this battle and they paid the family for you know this misinformation this disinformation purposeful lies but what they also did they had been fighting for years in court and the family just wanted it to be over and they the last thing they did before uh, the payout was saying that they wanted to hold on to the fact that they were sending this disinformation out until after the election, a month after the election, just so that 
uh, they could continue Trump's rhetoric and lies and not have it be uh, broadcast that they were wrong. And then, of course, it got lost in the shuffle of everything that's been happening since. So that is how disinformation and misinformation uh, can destroy our world. And now that we're down 73% on that, we have a chance to rebuild back in a better way. All right. We're, we're hoping that COVID will be under control. It's a, a process. Uh, we're having a rectifying with racial injustice and now with misinformation slash disinformation. So hopefully it's only up from here. There's a lot of work to do. You can do it in your own life and you can do it in your communities and across this country and then across this world. It's going to take a while, but um, we have to start somewhere and we have to start at some time. So maybe today is that day. All right, I'm going to come back in just a moment and we're going to talk some positive news. Time to change things up and think of the positives. All right, so positive stories first. All right, positive news story first goes about a, um, he is a man in um, Virginia. He's a pastor. And back in September, he had his bike stolen. His name is Robbie Pruitt. And, uh, you know, he was at first really annoyed by it, upset about it, anger. And then he started to think about it and he thought about the fact that maybe the pandemic is what caused his bike to get stolen and he thought of it in terms of what if the person who had taken his bike had done so because they truly needed transportation to get to work all right he again he's assistant rector at the church of the holy spirit in leesburg virginia and he came up with a plan and posted it to a local facebook group where he offered to fix bikes for free and for anybody who needed their bike fixed but he also part of the plan was to have anybody who didn't need a bike anymore that needed fixing and he would fix it up and donate it to to anybody who could um so he you know went with that and there were 500 people who either had bikes to donate or needed fixing so uh by the end of 2020 he had refurbished more than 140 uh for donation or to be returned to their owners they said the ratio is about 60-40. And, you know, again, he doesn't, he wasn't doing this for anybody to pay him. He was doing this to help. Uh, but what is also done is he created a little neighborhood community where his these neighborhood kids can come and learn how to fix bikes, work together, uh, and, you know, be all hands-on. Um, so it became a way for him to teach lessons and they say his lessons are uh, resilience and teamwork, encouraging self-esteem and foster feelings of community. And uh, of course, forging friendships is one of the biggest perks of Pruitt's avocation. So helping out his entire community, the kids get to learn a skill. Um, they get to work together. They get to um, help people in the community as well by, by, you know, seeing you can donate these bikes or, just helping people get their bikes fixed. And he is hoping to turn this into a regular thing um, called his bike ministry once the uh, pandemic ends and he can actually have you know more people helping all the time. So good on him. Uh, one of the eighth graders, Hakeem uh, Abruami, said, honestly, it feels great. 
being able to help people in this whole situation. It's just a really great experience. So it looks like he's doing some positive work. All right, so good on him. My second story comes about a lady who gave a ride to a teen one day who was on his way to work. So what happened is she saw him working, or walking to work rather, uh, and he was walking to work because he was determined to work and make enough money to buy his own car. Now he's in high school, he's a senior, so he walked from school to his job and then he would walk home. And his mother was recently laid off and her car was totaled several weeks ago. And he says, I know if I had to walk to work every day to get a car, that's what I was going to do. If I had to walk home, then that's what I was going to do. So he would leave school at 3.30. He would walk the seven miles to his job where he worked at a restaurant. Then after that, he would walk home uh, and usually not getting back home until around midnight. So... Like I said, this lady, her name, uh, his name, rather, is Jaden Sutton. And a lady named LaVonda Wright Myers saw him walking in the in the rain one day. And, uh, you know, he was trying to get there fast and he's saying, I can't be late. And he said, ma'am, can you give me a ride, please? She said she'd take him as far as possible. And they started talking. And that, you know, he's a 12th grader who worked 40 hours a week. He walks the, to, to, to work from school and then walks home. <clears throat> so she she was touched and she was filled with uh, determination and tears. And uh, she says that he was all he was smiling in good spirit and that's a child worth blessing. So she created a GoFundMe page which raised more than nine thousand dollars from one hundred eighty six donors. So she went to a dealership and was able to have the general manager drop the price to meet the budget. And they got him, were able to get him a car. So she, you know, she wrote, uh, God bless everyone that donated and uh, donated it, entrusting me and God with your seed. I declare a hundredfold return. So she's thanking everybody. They got him a car. And the mother is, she just said, this act of kindness has blown her mind. So this young man is no longer going to have to walk the seven miles to work and, uh, you know, went home for this job he now is able to do it hopefully uh, he's able to finish his school year with uh, good grades to get home in time to do his work and uh, to to get to work and get his job going so good on uh, him for for being determined and thank thank you to um, LaVonda Wright Myers for uh, stepping up and helping him get a car all right, so that's going to lead me to the positive step for the day. So a positive step for today is going to be about practicing gratitude and um, what that really means. You know, it's it's um, not enough to just think of it in terms of like somebody does something for you and you say thank you. Practice gratitude and think of the good in your life at the end of the day um you know it can be really simple things of just like hey you're thankful that you were able to eat a, you know a good meal today um you were able to have work today you were able to do anything positive for the day okay 
think back on that. Because right now in our time, in our world, there are so many people who may not have. And as you can practice gratitude for what you do have, it may allow you to find ways to give back and uh, help other people and find ways to have new successes in your life. Okay? So just think of those positives about yourself and your life at the end of the day. And maybe it will help you to to give somebody else a, a better day tomorrow or the next day. Okay? Be grateful and pay it forward if you can. Um, it's good for your health. It's good for your mind. It's good for your work. It's good for everything. All right? And maybe it'll even be good for the world you live in. All right. So my positive quote today is going to be slightly different but it goes back to what I was saying about um, how we have to get rid of misinformation and disinformation. And the quote comes from W.E.B. Du Bois. And he is, um, if you don't know him, he is an American sociologist, historian, author, editor, and activist who was a you know, big leader early on in, in the first half of the 20th, uh, 20th century. He also helped create the NAACP. So, his quote goes like this. Either America will destroy ignorance, or ignorance will destroy the United States. One more time. Either America will destroy ignorance, or ignorance will destroy the United States. I certainly am pushing for us destroying the ignorance instead of the ignorance destroying us. I hope you are on board with that as well. It's pretty self-explanatory, this quote, that that misinformation has led us to that moment that W.E.B. Du Bois talked about, and he was around from 1868 to 1963, and that still rings true to this day. Hopefully, now that we have uh, a, a drop on misinformation, disinformation, we can get back to really working to destroy ignorance and not let it destroy us. All right. How can you help in that fight? Just make sure you're doing research, not getting lost in conspiracy theories. Make sure you're reading as much information as possible. Have conversations with people, but don't get stuck in your ways. You could be wrong. It's all right. We can always do better. We can always learn more. Thank you very much, everybody, for making it through this episode of The Daily Optimist. I appreciate each and every one of you. As always, please follow me on Facebook at The Daily Optimist Podcast on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter at The Daily Opt Pod, at The Daily OPT POD. If you ever want to reach out, I am The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. You can email that, The Daily Optimist at Yahoo.com. And I really want you to rate, subscribe, and share. Why rate so that other people can find it? Subscribe so you never miss it. And share with anybody who needs a little positivity and optimism in their day. Thank you very much, everybody. I appreciate each and every one of you. Until next time, everybody. Please be well. <laughs>